Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Wrestling Classic. Justin here, and I'm back with Devin Law, and we are here to talk about everything that is happening this week in professional wrestling. And I mean in professional wrestling because there's a lot of cool stuff happening. AEW finally did something. Oh, AEW. We have, we can finally talk about AEW because something the WWE did. But, <laughs> but we'll talk about that. First things first, uh, I just want to thank everybody that tuned in last week. The viewership went up, the subscriptions went up, the likes, the ratings. Um, if you guys still can, please go on the iTunes podcast app, drop a rating, drop a like, subscribe, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube on the Vibe YouTube channel. Really appreciate it. Um, last week's episode got a lot of uh, people, a lot of people saying they loved our energy, they loved the back and forth. How'd you feel about it? Honestly, it was fun. It was might have something to do with the time crunch, but I think because we are so crunched for time that we went back and forth on a lot of different stuff. And I think we're starting to get in a groove now. We're and we spitballed a lot of stuff real fast. I yeah. think people like that instead of staying on a topic for so long. Plus, I was really excited that Sasha was back. And I mean, it's fun that me and you don't really, you know, agree on a lot of stuff because what do people love? They love disagreements and arguments. And that's why I wanted to do this with you more than a lot of other people because a lot of people will sit here and I'll talk about wrestling. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I'm like, no. Devin will tell me when I'm saying something dumb. And we do, in our regular conversations, we disagree about a lot of things. So. Yeah, I know. And it's also, like, it's fun to get nostalgic. But I think me and you have no issue, you know, doing the deep dive on the more, more recent stuff. Because we follow it. We keep up with it. And we both have pretty strong opinions and, you know, different philosophies on what we like. That's true. And that's what that's what makes the show great. So, once again, like, we appreciate all of you guys that have been tuning in and, and um, watching the show, subscribing to the vibes, subscribing to the podcast on those you know, those apps like iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. Um, also, also, everyone that's been, like, you know, spreading the word and sharing it on their Instagram stories and sharing it on Twitter and going the extra mile and showing us some love so other people can discover the show, too, because we are fairly new. This is only the fifth episode, and, and it's been great so far. And Spread it to your friends. Turn on the notifications. Yeah. Help us out. Leave comments, positive, negative, anything. And leave us questions, please. Like, on these, on these like, if you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment with a question if you want us to talk about something specific. When you see me post about it on my Instagram on the Wrestling Classic, drop some questions. I'm going to try trying to ask you guys for questions after Raw and SmackDown these days. That's what I think I'm going to start doing. Like, we're recording the show. Leave questions if you have any questions about Raw. Um, ask us questions, man. It gives us more to talk about. Fantasy book with us, too. If you, if you, go, if you just have a comment or you want to see how a scenario is going to play out, drop it in Justin's comments there and we'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah, I, originally I was going to get you guys to email me, but I realized that I interact with you guys and engage with you guys the most on Instagram and on social media. So I figured, and I read those comments all the time. So in that sense, I figured you might as well drop those questions and stuff there because then I, I'm going to see them anyways. And if something really pops out to me, I'll give you a shout out. We'll talk about your question. We'll answer it. We'll talk about your fantasy booking. We'll dive in further into it and see what we would fantasy book in that same kind of scenario. And yeah, man, don't be afraid to ask. Let's get let's get even you people with the dumb questions out there. Get them out there so I can bury you on the YouTube show. And shout out to everybody that has been supporting the show company wise when it comes to Chocolate Official, Maestro Classic, um, all of you guys, man, Cardillo Weight Belts, everyone that's been showing love, Lapel Yeah, like they all you guys have been showing love and spreading the word and. I appreciate you guys, and you guys are a huge part of making this happen. I like we got another Chalkland jacket on my chair here because it's Monday Nitro jacket rem- resembling the Monday Night Wars because it's the Wednesday Night Wars. The Wednesday Night Wars. I mean, how do you feel about it, man? Let's talk right off the bat. Let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, man. I think that's the most exciting thing to talk about. And I think last week we started off by talking about the most exciting thing to talk about, and it kicked off things great. So it, it's weird. My first instinct was, oh man. There goes NXT. We're going to let Kevin Dunn get his hands on NXT. Yeah, that but that, honestly, it went away quickly. And I'm still not too excited about the war because I'm not a huge fan of the AEW roster quite yeah. yet. The top guys are great. Their top three or four programs are going to be awesome. 
And I know as soon as they roll out their first couple shows, they're going to hit us with some good storylines, and I'll get into it. But as it is right now, I look at their roster. I'm not too excited, and I don't really think it's going to be a competition per se yet. But I am excited for all the people that I really love on NXT to get the, the national television exposure. And it's going to be great hearing Mo Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness call some wrestling I didn't, on national I TV. didn't even think about that. That's what I'm excited Cause for. Because I always say the hardest thing for me of NXT, because... And I want to get back to AW in a sec too. And we're gonna spend some time on this because this is probably the hottest topic of yeah. the week. But um, unless something else happens later in this week, we're recording this a bit early. But uh, like the thing that for me was, and you can you can vouch for this when it comes to me. Like when NXT was on TV back in the day, for I was on Sportsnet um, prior to the network, I did watch it because I'd, I'd be PVR like I do with Ron SmackDown. And I'd go through it and I'd watch it and stuff. When I got to the network, I kind of stopped watching it as much because. I found myself going on the network and watching old school stuff. Like my initial reaction is to go on the network, watch original specials, and watch old school stuff. Same. I'll go on and I'll watch old Nitro or something you know like what that. I mean? Like they like, just put out all this new WCW Saturday Night stuff. Like and before I go to the network to watch NXT UK or NXT, I'm gonna watch that stuff. Yeah, and for me, like when it first started, like you said, when it was back on Sportsnet, when it initially came out, when they're you know about to crown the first yeah. champion and all that, a big sell for me was that Jim Ross was gonna be calling it. Jim Ross was calling it. Um, and I don't know how big of a draw it is now, but we got, you know, AEW signing Tony Schiavone. Dusty, That's pretty huge. Dusty Rhodes was the general manager back then, you yeah. know. Um, we got to see the come up. And there were guys on NXT even back then that I knew from the independents. Like, I knew who Tyler Black was. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Richie Steamboat, I didn't really know about him, but I knew he was Ricky Steamboat's kid, so I was intrigued. You know what I mean? And they, and they, they did a lot of vignettes to start, and they really spent a lot of time at least giving you backstory, whether it was their actual personal backstory or a backstory for the character, like somebody like, you know, a Leo Kruger or someone yeah. like that. So you got a lot of backstory, you got a lot of vignettes. So it didn't take long to start getting into the characters and you quickly, you know, you get to see who's going to be not necessarily top guy and opening guy, but you got to see who who's going to wrestle the way I like and wh where they're going to go with their stories. And you saw right away, it's different. Yeah, they're, yeah it's not as polished, but that was... That's kind of one of the good selling points of it is it's not as polished. And I used to, and this is the other thing, I did like it always for the fact that it was an hour long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you hit a great point. The reason I loved NXT initially was because all the characters they're bringing in, and as a character guy, they let those characters build. They tease you with vignettes. And they made you um, anticipate their debuts and stuff. I think, I think a good way where AEW will have a chance, maybe not necessarily pull ahead in ratings or bringing in money, but will they be able to pull ahead in popularity and interest is NXT, a big thing for them is they have these quarterly where they where they bring in all these new names, new classes. And it's come to the point now where there's not a lot of major names. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of Bobby Roods yeah. out there. There's not a lot of guys like that, like Ricochet and 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 so you know, Riddle I want, and Nakamura. I wanna to touch on that, but before we move on about the character thing, the one thing I want to give AEW credit for is that AEW has been doing a really good job. If you do follow this stuff on YouTube, if you do watch the Road Twos and you do mm -hmm. watch the Being the Elites of um developing their characters because they haven't had a tv show yet. well i heard i heard um on on uh, the pulse wrestling today they were talking about how aw has mastered they're making the announcement about the announcement important yeah where they're announcing their shows where they're announcing who's well, going to be in this battle yeah, so Royal, even like yesterday Royal, like even yesterday like i think brandy trudeau like a lot of watch the road to you know uh, all out because we're going to announce more participants more women that are, and i'm actually intrigued to see who it is because last week we got we got roddy piper's daughter and this jacqueline or was it jacqueline or jazz jazz, jazz i mean yeah. no like we got that so like now I'm like, I do want to see who they come out next. They haven't revealed much of their roster yet, and let's see who else they might have signed or have for their show. Because like you said, we don't know much of their roster yet. That's true, because we don't. We know the main guys. We know the guys that kind of played a part in All In and stuff like that. 
But what they do really good is they the same way NXT did back when NXT first started and you got the Bray Wyatt promos and the Leo Kruger promos and stuff is that they really create the stars before they put them out there on TV. And you know, when they when they first started coming out, when they had their all out and double or nothing and all that, and then all of a sudden it leads up to announcing the TV, they're, they're slowly building up these announcements and it's still, it's just like, oh man, October's kind of far away. And they've done a really good job of keeping the hype not getting it let too high it's not getting too high it's not getting too low but they're they're keeping the hype up and they're 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 steadily announcing slowly by slowly different things as they build up to October and the, that's the best thing they could possibly do because it'd be so easy for them to follow out everyone's mind and like I said we uh, and I said this since the first episode I can't really talk much about AEW and what their product is until we get a couple of weeks into their weekly show there's nothing to say yet yeah there's, until they get a couple of weeks like we can say anything about it now but there's nothing that really can be like solid until we see like two three weeks of what their show is and like eh, how do i feel about it yeah but i'll say this they do need to keep up that element of surprise because what made like all in great and like the you know the press conference great like jericho got signed neville showed like those surprises were great what made double or nothing kind of cool was it double or nothing when dean ambrose or john moxley first showed up like that was great you know um AEW they had a couple of shows after that where there wasn't many surprises and that's kind of AEW still got that vibe though, yeah. where you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Whereas when stuff on like Raw or SmackDown or their pay per views, you'll see a matchup, or you're you're kind of like with this whole Braun Strowman Seth Rollins thing, which I know we're gonna get back to. You kind of you can already see four or five steps ahead what you know is gonna yeah. come. AEW still in that space where we don't have any expectations yet. Yeah. So whatever happens, it's new. We didn't foresee it. We still it's still impossible. You can't we can't even fantasy book AEW yet because nothing's happened. But that I'm I'm saying it, and it sounds like a bad thing, but it's not, it's not actually a bad thing. They're still in a good space where there's the, we don't know what to expect. I agree, I agree with you, and I think that's what that's the beauty of their company right now is like, and that's kind of what WCW kind of was like when the NWO stuff started happening. You're like, oh, now there's this level of we don't know who's gonna show up. We don't, you know what I mean? Because pre-internet era, I get that, but when Scott Hall and Kevin Ash showed up, it left this sense of oh, we don't know what to expect with these guys because. AEW's kind of done that same thing. They had John Moxley show up. They had Jericho show up. They had Neville show up. There's nobody. There's no other names around there though. We can, don't that know. Could be a, there isn't that because everybody's signed up to either NXT or they're signed up to AEW. Someone could already. pop out of Japan and come out here. You know, like there's people out there still. We just not. We're not thinking. You know, nobody, nobody to that level, and like all the biggest names, they're all they're all EVPs of AEW. Now to that's that's a thing too. But uh, now to what you were saying prior to this about NXT not having mainstays and the, you know how they always bring in new people and things switching. Now that's going to be a two-hour show. Now that's on primetime television, USA Network. I don't know if that's primetime, but you know what I'm saying. A cable television network and everything, and it's, and it's a two-hour show, and it's live. That's another big thing. They're going to be doing it live now. So another thing that always bothered me about NXT is that we'd get the spoilers. And ever since SmackDown used to be taped on Tuesdays and put on Thursdays, it made me... Let watch SmackDown less because I'd always end up just knowing the spoilers. But NXT has done so well that even though I read all the spoilers, I still always watch the show. And and it's still like I'm watching it for the first time because reading an article about it and reading a, a testimonial about it or what the no, script says. No, and I says, get that. It's not, it's, it's not the same as watching but it. But sometimes I'm saying it, there is a part, not a huge part, there's a part of me that, that ruins the experience for me. And I think I know, I don't know if you like this or you don't like this. I know we've talked about it in the past, but you know, you'll have a group or people like Undisputed Era. Yeah. We're only going to see them maybe once or twice a month. So every week you're getting to know different characters and they're progressing different storylines while a couple of storylines take the week off. And I, I really like that part I of it. Think they, I think once or twice a month is great. I think if like sometimes I hate it when I don't see someone for like two, three weeks. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, well. Well, especially if the other stories so, aren't that good, then you're, yeah. then you're just not but that that's interested. Why I but like, that's where being an hour format helped. We'll yeah, see how they do with the two hours. I think the two hours is going to be good because now the matches can be longer. 
and they can have vignettes and they don't have to have everyone on there every week but now they can skip a week like you can you can do a show without the undisputed era for a week and that's where AEW started to kick at WWE's asses WWE doesn't do vignettes at all for anything yeah and the other thing I want to say is um, now that it's a two hour show the point I was getting to is we know the main roster stacked we know anybody that gets called up anyways doesn't really end up um, you know getting a top spot or like staying relevant that off that long like drew mcintyre i don't think he did anything this week if i don't know i don't know he was in tag match uh bobby rude you know shinsuke did it like you know everyone kind of feels forgettable when they get to the main roster because there's only so many top spots and there's already so many top guys do guys come back down annex you know now that's a bigger brand like a third brand are they considering it like a third brand now are they gonna you know what i mean like are they gonna I'd beef like, up that I'd roster? I'd like to see some back and forth, but I think it's pretty obvious we're not gonna see guys like Roman Reigns on the NXT show. No, but like other guys, will we see like a Bobby Roode return there or something? You know. And one thing I don't know, like I don't know nothing about network TV and all that, but yeah. is Fox gonna want you know the big stars on their network to be on NXT or even on Raw? Like, how's that gonna play out? I don't know, man. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like they're gonna have to be like. I think now that NXT's whole... got a big enough roster, and there's enough people in the no, PC no, no, to not sure. have to do that. But I mean, like, just for. Like, if they are competing, you know, yeah. with AEW, if AEW is doing a little and people aren't watching NXT because of that fact, would they bring people down? Like, we've seen them bring Tyler Breeze down. Mm-hmm. We've seen them bring people back. It's not mm-hmm. something they wouldn't do. And I'm not talking bringing Roman Reigns down there or Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking bringing back Bobby Roode. Maybe bringing Chad Gable back down there mm-hmm. or something. Uh, and Apollo Crews comes be a main player down there. I think in the beginning, especially because they're going in September where AEW's in, in uh, October, I think NXT is going to roll at least for the first few weeks with pretty much the same formula and the same system they're doing now, rolling with the same guys, rolling with the same stories. They have no reason not to. It's successful. No, sure. All their shows are good. Everything's produced well. The announcers are good, top to bottom. They, they, they do everything pretty much Now, flawlessly. on the flip side, though, is there a reason that people would want to be called up? Like, is this, do you think, like, mentally, like, the end all be all is still to be called up? Because I feel like well, now before, that you're on TV, like, you got a two hour it, show. It like, wasn't you even be that. The king of that. It wasn't even that. I think the biggest way you could call it a call up before, even though you get good exposure, you're still doing big shows four times a year. Um, obviously, getting called up is a bigger paycheck. And in the end, it's a business. It's all about the cash. What, is, what does Jim Ross say? It's cash and creative, right? Yeah. But now, now they're going to be in USA and they're getting more ad money and TV distribution rights and all that. It's I, I I imagine they're gonna start getting paid. Like more. I feel like it's so just be, I if think the it should be. if the paycheck's comparable, I don't see you're you're essentially called up now that you're yeah. in USA. You're you're automatically called up if you're a regular on NXT TV. That's your call up. Yeah, because I feel like NXT TV like needs to be the third. Like it's, it can't be considered development anymore if mm. that's where you you know. And it shouldn't have been considered development for a lot of years. For now, there's been a lot of years where like yeah, there's guys that aren't are a little bit less you know crisp than you know than and the see, other like, guys but like i wouldn't consider development for like the last four or five years i'd say like it's, the development is the behind the scenes the yeah like it's in the there PC. it's happening on nx tv is not a lot of development it's yeah. more polishing more yeah polishing. and that's what should be happening in wrong smack anyways but too, then with one smaller. thing one thing that you or i can never do though is we can never put our our ourselves in the mindset of these guys that are yeah. at the pc and that are on nxt no no for sure because in the end all, all of our dreams and you know goals are yeah. to be go to the top of our professions of choice or yeah. that we're pursuing and for them i mean you grow up and you probably want to be on Monday Night Raw. You want to be on. No, no, you want to be on. And you want to be on. You want to be in the money in the bank. And I get that. And I get that fact. But I'm saying now that NXT is considered a third brand, 
Um, it's already like, considered a third. No, no, like now it's like it's on television. Television, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not that development thing that you can watch on the network, and there is that stigma. There are casual fans that will watch on SmackDown and never watch NXT. Well, that that's because they're probably not subscribed to the network. Yeah, or I they, think if you're subscribed to the network, you're most likely watching NXT at least ca- sometimes. Or if you're just a casual fan, you used to walk around, you're throwing on old Attitude Era Raws, you're not watching NXT. Yeah, you might come across it once in a while, but you're not watching. You'll watch the takeovers or something. I don't know? like see. I don't really think there's many of those kind of subscribers. I think people who subscribe initially is for the pay per views. They stay for the pay-per-views they exist man i know my followers those people that even tell this day, I was like oh i've never really watched nxt but maybe i'll start watching now mm. you know like literally people that comment on that post that i did today shout out to uh, art by lin ling lyg that made that uh aw was nxt graphic for me today that i posted on the wrestling classic but you read those comments those people that was like oh i've never really watched nxt but maybe i'll watch now and i'm like that's what this does when you put it on television it makes a difference i, I get this quotes on the network but like that I said, breaks my heart, man. Like, how you guys own the network and don't watch NXT? And I mean, there's a lot of... Don't worry around. There's probably a majority probably does, but there is a large fan base. And that's the thing. There's millions. Hey, you know better than me. I'm not going to disagree. There's hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans. You know what I mean? And a lot of them don't, like, watch NXT on a weekly basis. They probably do watch the takeovers. So you, know you I mean? give Raw three hours of your life every week, and you can't donate 45 minutes to an hour for a good wrestling show? And I know that give sounds ridiculous. And I'm, not, no, and I'm that guy, too. Like, you, I'm, I will say this right up. You know I watch it Raw. I, but I PVR it for through the commercials and stuff. You know I watch SmackDown, um, and I occasionally watch NXT because mm-hmm. even myself, I go on the network. That's the last thing I think about watching. It sounds bad. See, the big reason though, <laughs> and then I, I, we don't need to get stuck yeah. on it because we we've talked about this before. But a big reason that I keep watching NXT is I've read the spoilers and I know what's coming, so I'm like, I want to see this. Yeah. So I, I I just don't know how somebody can have the network and follow NXT. Gargano's staying on NXT now. I yeah. thought he was going away last week. I thought yeah. it was a farewell, but with this announcement, like he's. Staying on NXT. That's the best thing that can happen for his career. He would just go up and get beat by everybody. Exactly. And Trompa's coming back. He's staying on Tri- NXT. You know, and Triple H can only protect so many people. But I think as long as they're on NXT, he can protect all the guys that yeah. I love. I don't know about you. Does Vince get his hands on it now that it's on TV? I, I don't think so. It's getting the money it's going to get. And it's getting on TV because it's a it's a product that obviously the network wants. So why would you change it that much? Not to mention, XFL's coming up. Vince is busy. Yeah. And from what I hear, he wasn't even at Raw and SmackDown this week. He wasn't, no. And I mean, the show's turned out good. We'll have, the thing is, we have to see how the ratings play. Yeah. I didn't check Raw's rating this morning, which I usually other, hear. But. Other than his wrestling career and his family and obviously his wife and kids and all that stuff. And uh, excluding his wrestling career. And also excluding the PC. I'm going to throw the PC to the side too. And that's like because the, the list would put this further down, but NXT has to be one of Triple H's like greatest achievements, right? Like that is his greatest achievement. I think even he tell you. That. I know, like besides like no, because the PC is a pretty sick idea too. No, but here's the, the PC thing overall. though. His I guess whole, the PC and NXT is like one thing. Yeah, but and you know what? He went around from what I understand to different sporting facilities he did, yeah. as he created that idea. You know. Yeah. And um, but for him. I mean, his whole career, somebody else is booking it. Yeah, you have the whole uh, concept of the, the, you know, your political strings and yeah. all that. So obviously a lot of it has to do with you. And obviously you have to go. People have to be buying tickets to see you. But somebody else is booking your career. Yeah. NXT is, you know, we have no reason not to believe everything we've read, everything we've heard. NXT the, is his. He created it. The one thing I always loved about NXT, and, I, and Triple H, as cliche as him, he calls himself the game because that's his nickname. It's not it cliche. All, Everybody dresses has got a nickname. Man. I know, but I mean, the, 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 the where I was going with this cliche, like he calls himself the student of the game. Like yeah. That's how that came about, right? He legitimately is. And NXT always had that old school wrestling feel. That's why we get matches like War Games because he loves that old school wrestling. He's a traditionalist, nostalgic, you know, 
good old school wrestling like even you even you have nothing to complain about about any of the takeovers no because then they're always good and the five match cards like i like that's a smaller card if someone's missing from the card it's not the end of the world you know um and so far the worst takeover whichever one you however you rank it the worst takeover is still better than so far aew's best show so let's see what they bring that's debatable that's and that's i'm not i'm listening there's an argument there i don't know if that's true i'd have to go back and look at all the cards but what i remember but that's debatable five matches all all could be probably made events anywhere I was at all A- AEW's undercard so far has been straight garbage I was at all in live and that was a blast um, but you're, I'm not saying know. it wasn't fun as a TV product as a show watching on TV their undercard's been garbage yeah the last couple like fight for the fall and stuff was like alright um, double or nothing was good. the big ones were like the I'm all not saying they weren't good. Were good I'm not saying stuff. they weren't good but they don't even come close to stacking up to even the worst takeover and we'll still have to see when the weekly show starts of how they change that can't wait even though i still don't know how we're gonna watch it i guess fight tv but yeah i don't get what's happening in canada for either way because usa network's not in canada either we watch on sportsnet shout out to Mm -hmm. the aftermath crew but it'll be on fight tv and if it'll be anything like roh tv or anything like that it'll probably be on there for free yeah i think AEW's there but where is nxt gonna be for us i would hope sportsnet would get that contract too but from what i read today that um until they announce where it's gonna be on tv because you know it's going to be yeah um it's gonna be on the network on thursdays so unlike Raw and SmackDown, which take three weeks to a month to show up, NXT is going to be there on Thursdays. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. The other thing I heard, I don't know if you heard this, I don't know if it's true either, mm-hmm. is that supposedly when SmackDown goes to Fox, SmackDown's not going to be on Sportsnet no more? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. Somebody said that to me But in we have Fox section. in Canada, so it doesn't matter. Do we? Yeah. I know we do. How but else have you been watching Simpsons for the last three decades? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a moment. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. excited for the Wednesday Night Wars. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, let's let's just keep calling it the Wednesday Night Wars until we're proven otherwise. No, it is, and it is gonna be, man. Ratings wise, AEW won't even come close to NXT ratings wise just because it's USA Network, and now they can promote it on Raw and SmackDown. But let's also let's also be very very honest here. Like we are, if there was a line, right? And this is AEW, and this is WWE and NXT that little pool. Mm-hmm. Both you and I kind of lean more towards the WWE and NXT pool, regardless. <laughs> Yeah. Because we grew up with it, we're nostalgic with it, we appreciate everything we had. I'm into WWE, I follow you know? WWE, but I pay attention to the big names I, outside. And and I do, but I also yeah. and I also enjoy AEW, but I think we're always until the weekly show comes, until we see something every week and we're like, yo, this is really good as a weekly product that leads to pay per views and they're telling us good stories with good characters mm-hmm. and good matches, we're we're always gonna a little bit lean with what we trust and what's different now than anything else we've seen too is something that impact hasn't been able to do for exactly. however long aew already has a massive loyal fan base yeah. whereas you know people would sample impact from wwe or they go because yeah. they recognize some of the older characters like your nashes your stings but aew already has proven and so shown that, that they got a, a massive loyal fan that base. was the point i was because i know like so we're leaning a little bit more on this line but i've been to all in yeah i've been at these star casts i've I've, I have followers that follow me that get excited when I post, but like they have a loyal fan base. There was a lot of people leaning and, on this And side. that's mostly, I'd say over 90%, if not more, that's got to be so just from the young bucks. So let me tell you what's happening on the interweb, okay? They're You're going to tell me? Yeah. They're, I know you got it on Twitter, so you tell me if it's the same on Twitter. All, all Instagram is ripping off Twitter anyways. Oh, good all one. Twitter screenshots. But let me explain something to you, like... There already is nothing's happened. Like literally nothing's happened. Like NXT hasn't gone to USA. There's been no weekly show on AW, and there already is this like low key beef between the fans, which I don't understand because I hate on everything more than anyone. Yeah, and th- why not just wait and see? Why not like both? There's WWE fans that are like shitting on AEW fans. There's AEW fans that are shitting on WWE fans, and I'm the same way. I'm 
excited because we grew up in an era where we had alternatives and it was yeah. fun. You know what I mean? And see, that's one thing that I will never Even do. Impact, when Impact started, it was fun when Impact first started. One you know thing I, mean? I will never do, and I don't think you will ever do, one thing the show can ever be about is never shit on other wrestling fans. We're one big family. We're one yeah. big community. We're all nerds together. We all like this weird, crazy, stupid, silly, awesome thing together. Don't shit on other wrestling fans. So what and I you know what? It's fun to disagree with each other. And it's yeah. fun to say, you like so-and-so. I think he sucks. I think the wrestling you like sucks. But don't shit on them. Support each other. This is a big community here, and we need to all bring and each other there, together. And alternatives, like, boost it up because it makes everything better. Like, I'm not boosting it up. Su supporting, no. Supporting. AEW's got to prove it to me still, but I'm not no, shitting on the fans. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, they still got to prove it, but for me, I'm on board with them. I want them to be successful. Hey, they don't need me to boost it up. They're, they're selling out buildings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I want them to be successful. I want people to know what's going on there. Like, even myself, like, anytime I see something intriguing from AEW, I want to post about it. So, yeah, I post about WWE majority of the time. But if something cool happens in Japan, if something cool happens in AEW, I want you guys to know about it too because I want everyone to love wrestling for what wrestling is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know. And AEW is doing a lot of stuff that yeah. uh, makes me kind of embarrassed to be a wrestling fan at times. And, and that's the stuff I don't like. And I also hold dubber standards a lot. Like, and you know this for a fact. When I talk about New Japan, I'm, like, totally okay with just the wrestling. Like, I look at New Japan, I'm like, I love the wrestling in New Japan. Da -da. But I expect sports entertainment from WWE. Mm -hmm. I expect them to entertain me with stories and stuff. I don't expect that from New Japan. I expect really good wrestling. I don't have a set expectation, expectation like, for like, AEW yet. Like, for me, there's no... I don't know what I expect from them. There's no place, I feel like, in WWE, there shouldn't be any place for people that can't cut a half-decent promo. Yeah. Because when I look at... Everyone's like, why do you tolerate the WWE when this is... Because I'm, I'm like, my expectations for WWE is so much different than what it is in Japan. They've got built-in equity. Yeah. They're allowed to do bad stuff because yeah. they've done so much good. Yeah. And anytime we complain about them, like, look how much good. They, like, we watch wrestling fans mainly because of the WWE. And if it was that bad, we wouldn't be watching. It's yeah. really not that bad. It's just not as good as we think or want or know they could be. Talking about things that people don't like or, or dislike, uh, you know, someone that has is very, you know, what's a word that? Uh, Controversial. Micro that's a good one too, but polarizing, polarizing. polarizing person. Um, Sasha Banks, she's back. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the second week of the Sasha Banks return. I think Becky Lynch probably cut one of her best promos or better promos in recent history. Like in recent months, I should say, not recent history. Like it was straightforward, it was to the point. Um, Sasha Banks is, is the greatest wrestler to never be great. What a line. It, it, that promo kind of didn't make sense, but at the same time, it was an awesome promo, one of the best ones she's ever cut. And you knew what she was trying to say. Yeah. A lot of it didn't really make sense. No, no, it's old school though. Like a lot of old school promos didn't make sense, but when you got the point, you're like, oh, that was a good promo. That's what it was. It almost the felt like the greatest wrestler that's never been great. You just called her great. I know, but like, like great, like she never achieved great things and never got to that level. Like she's a great wrestler, but she never, like she's always got this close and, you know. I'd say yeah. 10, 15, 20 years down the line, people are going to remember that triple threat match that Becky was in with Sasha oh, no, at WrestleMania way more than that garbage But to match. build this feud and off the fact that she lost the tag titles and kicked it and everyone called her a crybaby to work off of that. It's just kind of ironic because yeah. Becky wouldn't be this hot again if it wasn't for Sasha coming and whooping her ass and taking her wig off. Oh, no, 100%. But I'm just saying, like, that, that line works in in the sense of what happened this year. Yeah. Like, she, like oh, she did all this stuff and then she cried and laughed. I worked my ass to get back to the top. And, I you know, when I was down, I, I fought the system. And that's what she's trying to say. And I became great. You're the greatest wrestler to never be great. It's like, oh, you just ran away. Go home. Like, that's what she's and, saying. And, it's, and it is fair to say because Becky did the whole kind of like uh, like Daniel Bryan organic business. Yeah. Well, she got herself over. And then WWE had to do something with her. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Sasha Banks is the one that was already over and then never, in, in Becky's eyes, never achieved what she wanted and just left. Hey, that's wanna, the way she's looking at it. Hey, you want somebody's career to start Dying, pair him up with Bailey. Yeah, straight up. Um, but uh, but then Sasha cut the first promo, 
And I remember watching, I'm like, ah, oh. she started talking about her hair. It was kind of funny. And then Michael's like, hey, listen, Sasha, nobody's talking about your hair. And then when she asked her about the thing, she said, you're welcome. And I'm like, you know what? That's really cool because they're not having to say much yet. So we wait for it. But then when she attacked Natty, I'm like, it's good she didn't say that much in that promo. Because now next week, I'm like, why is she doing this still? Say hi to your dad for me. Yeah. <laughs> Natty, go to hell and say hi to you. Like, and it's good stuff. You that know? was great. And Sasha looked great, by the way. Just side note. but Hell of an outfit. Yeah. But it, it just it's great to have her back. I, I it, Everything kind of worked as it went along. And if you really think about it, they teased us for three hours of Sasha Banks, and it worked. They teased us in the first hour that she was going to be on King's Court, and that didn't happen. And then they had her sit in a chair for two hours. Then they had her talk to us in the second hour, and we felt underwhelmed. And then they had her attack Natty again in the third hour, and we were like, yeah, she did something else, and she said that dad line. And it's like, they kept up, they knew that They found a way to pull her out of King's Court, make King's Court better, and then make her more important at the same time. at the end of it all. And it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. And that's why we don't ever give up on them. Yeah, because on weeks like this, when they do stuff like that, because someone DM me right after the promo, like, what did you think about the promo? And I'm like, it was okay. I'm like, it was funny and stuff. But I'm like, that's it's good to leave it a mystery. I'm like, I didn't really fully watch it. Like, I'll tell you when I watch it. But by the time I fully watched it, the natty thing happened. And I'm like, oh, but now it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me why they didn't have her say a lot. Why she just said, you're welcome and talked about her hair. Because then she's still beating up natty. And we're still going to tune in next week to be like, why? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, now she just be happy she's getting TV time. King's Court. I'm like, this raw felt so funny. I'm like, it's King of the Ring tournament, and there's a King's Court. Like, what is this, the mid 90s? But, um, The Fiend, man, they didn't have him on all last week. He came back this week. I like it to be like this. Maybe don't have him on next week. I don't know. Maybe do a Firefly Funhouse again to mix it up. But, how do you feel about that? It was awesome. And now I'm just wondering who's the next legend and what. I like how. He's going to show up in the back of one of Booker T's Skype sessions. Yeah. I also liked how they didn't like make us insult us our intelligence. The moment it started happening, like Jerry Lawler was like, I know what this is all about. And he kicks it like, because that's what you would actually do if that started happening. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than when someone's in the middle of the match, the music plays and they're so distracted by the music, they end up getting rolled up. Or you're standing that's not there. Believable. If you're in a fight, you're not getting distracted by music. Yeah. And Jerry Lawler, old grizzled vet. He's just like, I'm getting out of here, man. Yeah, like, because he sat, if he that's sat what's happening, he sat there at ringside for yeah. how long? He knows somebody's coming from no, somewhere. No, and he's seen it. So, like, if some, if you've seen the lights flicker like that, and you've seen it happen, what, like, we've seen it happen on three occasions now, McFoley, Finn Balor, whatever, like, now that we know that this is how it goes down, what's your first instinct when you think that's going to happen? You get the hell out of there. It now they smart. set the precedent that you ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah, like, you'll come to the, ramp. the stage. Like, that was cool, man. So, I like that. I like the way that they had Jerry, Jerry Lawler play it that way. We do need a Firefly Funhouse to, to be drizzled in there. Yeah, a break. So, I feel like if this week they did this, next week have a Firefly Funhouse. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe the next legend around the corner or something. Do you think he keeps going after legends? And this is just me fantasy booking, wanting what I want mm-hmm. to have that last Bray versus Undertaker match. Mm-hmm. Just so breaking. Even if it's a quick squash, he beats it. Like, he needs to beat the Undertaker. To be the new face of fear, he needs to beat the old face of fear. No. For this generation of children, we had the Undertaker. He was our scary guy. For this generation, they need a scary guy. He needs to beat him, man. The way they're doing the character now, he's already on his way there. Beating oh, no. the Undertaker won't mean anything for that character. Or like even beating him up, it would, man. I'll give you that. He, it does. Maybe. It, it Maybe. gives him that rub that he needs. Like beating up Foley did something for him. Beating up, you know, let him beat the Undertaker. It did something for the character. Yeah. But just the way he's presented, he's on his way to being that face of fear you're talking about. Yeah, but it's just I, I, for a guy like me, it's always nostalgic. Undertaker has passed that dead man face of fear thing, and now he's the nostalgia legend. Oh no, for sure, it's not. It's not that anymore. But I'd still like to see it. I'd be down with it if that's what happens. We already saw it at Mania Thirty One. It wasn't that good. And no, that wasn't good. And he didn't be on the summer. Sammy didn't be on the I just feel like he deserves that win over him. He deserves um, it. I don't. Over. I don't like using the word deserve in wrestling. He, well, he's earned it. 
Okay. <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> it's performance art, dude. <laughs> it's I know. Sports entertainment. But I think his character, the way he's hung around, even his highs and lows, like, give the guy that rub, man. Let him beat The Undertaker. Roman gets to do what this other guy gets to do. Let Bray do it. This, if anyone's character is as, as close to what The Undertaker was for our generation of kids, it's Bray. He's like their Undertaker. Let him beat The Undertaker. Yeah, it'd be good to ask a child's point of view on that. Because I'm not sure I agree. Uh, well, the child's not. The child's not like, yeah, I want to see him beat the Undertaker. Or the child's fucking like, I love the Undertaker. Nah. Yeah, but the, cur- the 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 curtain wasn't pulled back when we were younger. I think there's no child, no matter what age they're at, that think this stuff is authentic. I think we thought is. it was authentic. I think there's a certain age. I think you, it breaks around like. I think they really like characters, eight, and I think something. they really enjoy watching it. But I think they know it's, it's the jig is up. I don't think so, man. They liked John Cena for a very long period of time. It was really confusing. But there's nothing, like, phony about his character. Oh, yeah, there is. Every promo sounded phony in my mind. Uh, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Let's talk about the John Cena hate. I love John Cena now. Don't get me wrong. I respect the crap out of John Cena. But you know for a fact, there was a big period of time, like, from 2000. I just couldn't watch because I hated John Cena. Mm-hmm. I was that guy. Legitimately just wasn't a fan of the guy. Mm-hmm. I just... His promos always started with him talking slow and then starting to yell and then talking back slow. Yeah, and, and like, and like and 2012. Yeah, and he kept... No, I'm talking... That was the period I didn't like him, 2007 or 2011. He was just the same. Cracking bad jokes, getting fired and beating up the whole Nexus and just getting his job back. Like, yeah. Like, man. Beating Umaga, beating Edge, beating every, beating the Big Show, just beating everybody. Let it all out. Very stressful time, man. Beating Batista, beating Triple H, beating Shawn Michaels. Like, I guess he's one of the greatest superstars of all time now because of all of that. But looking back, I still would not want to That's live. how you build a star, man. I still would not want to live through those years. He's, gonna, he's the last He's the last big star we're ever going to see like that other than maybe Brock Lesnar. But Brock well, Lesnar no, was built, built before Roman. that. Not like that, man. I feel like for a generation, he is. Not like that. Our time has passed, man. John Cena sold a lot more tickets than Roman's. No, for sure. Did he, though? He did. I love John Cena, though, now. I, I think after that, from 2012 to like now, like he's just... He started putting out bangers and matches. He's, when he wasn't the champion in the championship scene as much, I enjoy him. That AJ Styles feud did a lot for him. Yeah, did a lot. For AJ him. Styles feud working Brian, working with Punk, working with Kevin Owens, working with these guys and upping his game and just being the guy he is. Like it worked out. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I was like, you know, I don't mind this guy. And the thing that I think I started not minding is that Punk went over him, Owens went over him, Brian went over him. I'm like, oh, he's putting people over now. This is great. You know, I can go with this John Cena. I hated it when he won all the time. Yeah, I guess, but that's what a top guy is supposed to do, man. Are they, though? Mm-hmm. Talking about top guys doing what they're supposed to do. Rollins and Braun, tag team champions, just took them right off the club. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Where do you stand with it? How did you feel about it? They didn't work their way up or anything. They just got a tag I, title match. I mean, he's a universal champion, and, uh, you know, they've had their problems. But they've had the, they did work their way there. They had problems with them over the weeks, you know? Not... A uh, world title feud that I'm ever going to care about. AJ and the OC were messing with Seth. Braun came to Is his there rescue. anyone in your comments that gives a shit about a Braun and Seth feud? I, I don't think so. I don't think so at all, to be honest with you. Um, it's not it, man. It does, I, the, 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 Braun, the Braun project has kind of hit a wall, you know? Like, they had it. They had it a They had it ago. twice. The, and yeah, they did have it twice. They had it twice. And they had it for a good, like, what was it, 2016, 17, 18? Yeah. Like, they had it. He should have like, beat Brock. They had it for, like, three years. He, he should have And then, you know what? If Brock came out on Raw and beat him the next night, it's still Braun would have been made, man. He definitely should have beat Brock. It's, it's hard to rehab the guy. Like, I just don't really care. I just don't care. He can break anything he wants on. I don't Because I don't really care much about his stories or his matches. And if you don't go one of those two, what am I watching you for? He was hot for, like, three years. Yeah. And they just did 
they kept doing Roman and Brock, Roman and Brock, Roman and Brock. It's like why not just like even Dude. put Braun in there as a third guy? And you know like, what? I hope I hope they go down the road that they used to go down. Let let these guys main event at least one pay per view as the tag champs. Yeah, mm-hmm. win maybe. Why not? Or maybe you they don't, don't need to, you don't need just because a pay per view is coming up. You don't need to split them up and think, have them have their title match just think, like that. Do you think they have a slow burn and they have to just defend? It these? doesn't even need to be slow. Like when we're calling something that passes more than one pay per view a slow burn, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, man. No, that's true. That's not what wrestling is. But I'm just saying, like, do you think they do something like a three on? Three on two, like all titles on the line with the OC, no, and then that, that's dumb. I just want them. I want them to be at odds and turn on each other at least while they're still the champs, because that's always a fun story where they have to defend the titles together, Wait, so even though they hate each you other. You want them to face each other at Clash of the Champions? No, but I also want, still be I tag want them champs. To somehow, what I don't know what other tag team you would, whether you want to do a two way, three way, whatever. You just want them to defend the tag belts. Have them main event that show as the tag champs. No, and I totally get that, but I it's, it's just dumb that it's Clash of Champions and all belts have to be on the line. Why? Because the class champions, I'd be down with that though. I get what you're saying. They well, just, the place they I stole the idea from that never happened on that show. So why don't they just go back to that? Oh no, they they changed Night in the Champions to Class Champions, and then I know you're saying the Class yeah. Champions in WCW, but I, it's I, the same if, thing. But it's the same thing the as gimmick pay per view. Like yeah. you you name you name a, a pay per view Hell in a Cell. And now you like have to do a Hell in a Cell no matter what, even though none of the feuds warrant it. Yeah, but I'm but fair fair game because like if that's not the rule, if I'm wrong about that, and someone tell me if I'm wrong because maybe they don't have to defend every belt. In I'm pretty show. sure you're right. That's but, what they did when it was Night of Champions. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm wrong, like I would be fully down with them defending the titles in the main event. I didn't know it was show. called Clash of Champions now. Yes, Clash. Wow, that's a way cooler name yeah. than Night of Champions. But uh, I I would be down with your idea. I think that's a great idea for them to defend the tag belts through this pay-per-view, build that tension between them through this, and then keep going and then have... That's really cool. Build them up so they at least seem like they're getting along, but getting the, along. The only it, could be a, it could be a better version of yeah. the Cesaro Sheamus, but like the reverse, obviously. But my, my whole thing was the, the whole three-on-two idea came because I'm like, I thought they had to defend all the belts. The last thing we knew, need is two guys... Who we don't even really feel like top guys, anyways. Two guys who don't even want to see feuding beat three other guys that we actually really like. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that makes people turn off and make them wonder why we. No, one hundred percent. And uh, there was a part of me, like in my like that, made me feel really sad seeing the OC like just not. Now they're gonna crushed. they're gonna win it back and they're gonna beat the two top guys on Raw when they get it back, so it's fine. No, no, I just mean like generally, just the way that finish happened. I'm like, oh, seeing AJ in the club like. Get beat by these two guys? No, nah, that's what heels are for, man. No, no, I know, but I was just like seeing guys I like lose the belt. Yes, but your reasoning, no. No, but you know what I was thinking about? This is like this is what I was thinking about, like um, when I was watching. I'm like, and I, that's the same reaction I had. I'm like, that's what heels are for. They're supposed to lose. This was. Supposed I don't to think you did. No, I did. I just I was just thinking like, you know what? What was great about WCW is that the heels always ran the show. No, because I remember even being a kid, being like, okay, like. Same thing every time. Interference, spray paint. Because you can't. The first few times the spray paint happened, you're like, yeah. Then it was just you, like, why you, am I watching? You this? can't have cool heels if like shit like that's happening all the time. There shouldn't be cool heels in general. I know. Cool heels aren't heels. But that's what made that time so cool. Like that's what made WCW so entertaining. Those cool heels. Yeah, we were also eight. Yeah, I know, but they're cool heels. Yeah. Even watching it now, watching them, still enjoying them. Like those cool heels. Yeah, because they had stuff like "Hey yo" and "Survey yeah. says" and "Yo yo yo, let me speak." Like on they this. had cool heels, and I'm like, and what my point is, it's hard to be a cool heel in the WWE if you're just gonna, you know, do stuff like that. Which is fine. Like I get why they did it. I get the the heels. I'm just saying, I enjoyed WCW. You know what I mean? I actually it really did. But that you know, like, I just kind of like the cool heel thing. I would, I'd love for like the club to be cool heels. Like the undisputed are, are cool heels. They're cool. They lose and stuff too, but like they do it in a cool way where it doesn't look like they're just, you know, losing to the top guys because that doesn't happen on NXT. Yeah. That happens on Raw and SmackDown. Guys that could be cool heels just get squashed for the sake of two guys they want to push. And, NXT, then, and then they just get their win back the next week. NXT, they cool heels, they lose and stuff too, but it happens like 
they still go over and loss. You know what I mean? Like, that was a really good match. Da, 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 da. Well, the thing is, too, and this is what we'll see when NXT is on weekly television for two hours. What happens is now, at least at NXT, these two guys might have a match. They might have a return match. Then it's on to the next feud. Both guys. One guy isn't done and buried. The guy that loses still goes on and has a good feud. Whereas on Raw and SmackDown, you know, these guys lose and then they fight each other and lose again. Yeah. And then... And then one one team's just completely dead until they have some random thing a few months down the line that brings them up. Yeah, like, it's going to be interesting to see. But you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Like, I think there still is room in the WWE for cool heels. It just, like, it, it happens on NXT. It just doesn't happen. Like, Velveteen's a cool heel. Mm-hmm. You'll never see Velveteen just get squashed by, like, um, who's the champ right now? Adam Cole, just for the sake of putting Adam. Well, he's a heel, too. Like, Gargano, for the sake of putting Gargano over. Samoa Joe's a cool heel. He's the coolest heel. He is, and that's what I want to get to next. That is a really great... Segway. Yeah, but that was a really great uh, uh, example of a cool heel, actually, because Joe is a cool heel that has been mm-hmm. behind him. But, and he doesn't ever really feel like he's getting squashed. And on that note, for the King of the Ring tournament on Raw, we had Cedric and Cesaro. Great mm-hmm. match. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Um, it was Samoa Joe and Cesaro. That's what I said, Samoa Joe and Cesaro. You said Cedric. Oh. Yeah. No, I said Samoa Joe and Cesaro. That was cool. We'll watch it back later, and you can just tell me that I'm right. Oh, wow. Yeah. I said Samoa Joe Cesaro. Okay. But, uh, Cesaro, I can't wait till you listen to this back tomorrow uh, and you message me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that. But anyways, no, Samoa Joe and Cesaro, love that match. I yeah. was into it. I was invested. Um, running with that uppercut right off the beginning. Cesaro, and that's one of those situations where I would have been down with either guy going over. But if Joe lost, it had to be with some sort of shenanigans. I wouldn't want him to lose clean. But That's one of those ones I'll watch a couple times. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, like that was a, that made Raw. It was a good Raw match. That's one of those ones where if I got somebody over and they're just like, oh, hey, like, you know, wrestling comes up. I'd be like, yo, watch this match from this yeah, week. And that's a good Raw match that we know we're not going to see maybe again for a little bit of time. You when it I comes mean? across like fighting, it's a lot more entertaining. And then the second one was Cedric and who did he face for the first round? I don't remember, man. He won, though. Sami Zayn, real quick. Sami Zayn, yeah. How do you feel quick. about that? And then Sami Zayn had a little tantrum afterwards. Uh, I mean, neither so of those, neither those guys are going to win, so someone had to Yeah, you know, and had, it was exciting to, to see s- you need a couple of underdogs in the tournament. Mm-hmm. If it's like Sami Zayn goes over, like, you know, a bunch of big guys, like, that's cool, too, but you need that underdog, right? Yeah. So Cedric is that underdog. I think that was really cool mm-hmm. uh, for the King of the Ring tournament. So on the Raw side, we have Joe and Cedric coming up next, mm-hmm. I guess. Is that how it works? No, I think... Uh, oh, there's two more matches. see how the brackets are laid out. They might be. Yeah, I feel little. like they did one from the top, one from the bottom, and now they'll do the middle one. Next week or something, we're going to throw the graphics up here for the for the uh, King of the Ring, and we'll talk about it that way, and then we can actually point it out, because yeah. uh, there is other matches that's starting to happen. It's not that right away. Mm-hmm. On the SmackDown side, what happened? We had... Uh, Andrade won. Andrade over... Um, what's his name? Apollo. Yeah. Which was Wait, good, didn't Ricochet man. win one, too? Not yet. They win a tag match. Right. It was Ricochet and um, someone else that's in the tournament against... Was it Ricochet and The Miz? Yeah. Ricochet and The Miz versus McIntyre, McIntyre. and Corbin. That's what McIntyre and did. And can I Raw. say the f- <laughs> one of the funniest lines, and shout out to Renee Young for this line, was when Corbin did that thing where he runs out of the ring and runs back into the clothesline. And Michael's like, what athleticism? And she's like, what did you do? He ran outside the ring for no reason. <laughs> Oh, man. It's like, I'm for running us on the yeah. ring for no reason. I'm like, yo, because we're all thinking that. And the heat of the <laughs> moment, too, it's good to see these people are actually still watching and yeah, paying attention. Yeah, like, we all saw that, too, and we're very confused she why. Ch- she channeled Corey Graves on that one. Yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> there was, like... I don't know if they're loosening up in the comments, but there were some moments, like, even when Michael Cole, like, the funny, like... 
Yeah, Sasha. So like nobody's really talking about your blue hair, but I'm like, yo, this is great. The show was better because of Vic Joseph. Yeah, Vic Joseph on there was great, and that's another option. Like he's oh, been great, and I've been watching 205 yeah. since the beginning, and I did not like him in the beginning. Now he's probably one of my favorites. I'm, I'm a very, I am a Corey Graves fan, but I do think the overexposure of Corey Graves on Raw and SmackDown, like they could replace him on one of those with a guy like Vic Joseph. And, or something. and replacing sounds bad because Corey is really no, good. No, he's the man. But him, Renee, and Michael Cole. Have good personal chemistry, yeah. but when they're told to tell stories the way they are, they have no chemistry. Yeah. You can tell there's a lot of times throughout the show where they genuinely get along, they have a similar sense of humor, and it's good, but it, that's just not what I want in a wrestling show. And it was cool that Vic Joseph was the leading man. He was and the he one was saying the wrestling the stuff. Like, he cut him what? off and say wrestling stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's, he was calling and that's stuff. what I really like. And then and it made Renee a lot better on color, too, because Renee ended up having a really good show, too. Yeah, she said funny stuff in his studio because sometimes, because Corey Graves is, I go wrong. I, if he wants to be on both shows, he's gonna be on both shows. I don't want to cut his any paychecks or anything. Like, Corey, Corey, he's like, the man. I'm Co- just saying. Like, Corey speaks from like guys like me, and he speaks yeah. from like our brain. And he, he says has, stuff we're thinking. And he has great chemistry with like you know uh, Renee, but then he also has great chemistry with Byron. So it's like, and he stays within like the wrestling canon. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, and I'm a huge Corey Grace fan, but I just do. I do like I said that one SmackDown where they switched the commentators throughout the shows because somebody didn't. I think it was Graves again wasn't there, and they had the nudity at the beginning, and they had like Mike Cole. I'm like I like. A different fuel. They hush dogged on Graves for taking a vacation, eh? No, sweet. There's out there. Carmella's on vacation too. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but what I'm like a Cole say? I haven't taken a I haven't taken a vacation since 2011 or 2001 <laughs> or something like that. Maybe I don't shots know. fired, bro. But no, that guy deserves working both shows. Does a bunch of other stuff. Uh, don't get me wrong. Cole deserves a vacation too, probably. But I mean, you can't, you know. He's smart for not taking a vacation. Yeah. That's a good way to get replaced in that company. That's true. Maybe Vic Joseph will be the new Raw commentator. And there's a shout out to Vic Joseph. That was cool. That was awesome. Um, anyway, so Andrade beat Apollo, mm-hmm. and uh, who was in the live speak Kevin Owens in the exact way that I said it would probably happen. A good way to get him out, and then, like you said, it gives somebody else a chance to get that spotlight that Kevin Owens doesn't really need right now because he's going to get it in his own spot. Yeah, and then they're continuing this angle with Shane. I and mean, that's exactly like, going Someone's going to interfere. It's going to be a thing. Are they doing the finals at uh, Clash? No, I think we're probably going to just have more matches. Yeah? I think we have another couple of weeks to so probably get the second round of, like, first round matches through. I'd like That's to so see, confusing. I'd like to see a couple guys do double, double duty and have two semis on that pay-per-view. I think, we, I, think, I think we just might have, like, semifinals on that show or something. Yeah, like both two, semis and then the yeah. final. And the final? Or even just have the two semis on that show and then do the finals on Raw, even. Would you do the finals on Raw? No. I mean, it gets people I just gave out two ideas, man. Pick one you like. I know, I'm just trying to think. What's the next pay-per-view after Clash? You wouldn't do that after that. I don't know. Right? Hell in a cell. I don't know. Yeah, uh, what else about SmackDown? They can't drag it out for that long. Uh, I love how every time Elias is champ, the rule for the 24-7 gets I missed suspended. it because we were on the way to the studio, but apparently he had some real trash new entrance music. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no. a lot of people sound I watched the match, but I missed the entrance part. Yeah, a lot of people seem to hate it. Yeah. The whole Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns triangle thing was great. Buddy Murphy, another great showing against Daniel Bryan. I actually watched that entire match. It was a great match. Pins him um, clean. Pins him clean. Great thing for Buddy Murphy who's in this tournament. He's a real, like, you know, a guy that can I lo- take it. I love those knee strikes, man. Yeah. No, same here. And I just, like I said, I jumped on the bandwagon, man. I'm the best kept secret is now not a secret. It's and not a secret no yeah, more. Yeah, it's not a secret no more. And yeah. we know about it. We're on it. And uh, shout out to Buddy Murphy. But Daniel Bryan, man, he's that guy, right? He can put people over now. He's at that point of his career. He doesn't really need to be champion. But if he's in that spot, great. He's like Orton. Like, he doesn't need to be champion. But he's, he's in too that spot, good. Right? He's too good and too good of a shape to be at that point of his career now yet, though. And you know I'm not the biggest D. Bryan fan. But yeah. there's a lot There's a lot more they can get out of him than putting guys over oh, right no, 100%, now. 100%. But Especially when the main event scene, whether it's, you know, semi-main or main, is yeah. just so hurting for guys that seem like they matter. 
how do you feel about and then don't worry, the Buddy Murphy thing was great. That's good. That's Brian how you make great. guys. Brian's reveal on um who the attacker was was funny. That guy that looks exactly like Eric Rowan. But they took a good angle and it's not it shouldn't have been funny. Well, no, it's still gonna go Especially, on. Especially they're not good. I at, feel like they're this, not good at doing funny. This is a way to extend it though. Because next week now Roman's be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, like the, we thought this was it, like oh the big reveal. And now we're like ah, oh. it's the same thing with the Sasha thing. They gave us like something was gonna happen. It didn't. They gave us a little bit of something. Now we're like, oh, now we still have to watch next week to see. Way different. Uh, yeah, we saw so. Sasha destroy Natty's arm. I this know. is just a joke and a stupid way to end a show. I guess so, but I'm yeah. so intrigued now. I'm like, well, that that's clearly not it. So who is? That it? was one of the things I was most intrigued about this year, and now it's all gone. It's not gone. I just don't care now. I'm I'm still looking forward to see who it is. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be looking on Twitter one of these days to find out who it is because I'm not gonna I'm not watching for that no more. Damn, I'm watching for that. I'm excited to find figure out who it is. And if it is just Daniel Bryan, guys, like the route that we've taken to get there. Entertaining. You know, it's the same way they ruined the build to that Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey match. Talking about things that keep dragging on, that is getting annoying. Alistair Black wasn't even on the show this week, <laughs> waiting for someone to knock on his door. Unless I missed it. How I dare don't you know. besmirch the good name of Alistair Black? I, no, I'm an Alistair Black enthusiast, man. I'm hyped for this guy. Yeah. You know, but I want him to wrestle, man. I want him to be beating. I want him to be kicking people in the face because that's yeah. the most exciting like thing I love about him is his strikes and him just kicking people in the face with a black mask, but. I don't know, man. He's not on the tournament. He wasn't on the show. I don't you think, think five so. hours of TV, they'd have they'd have the chance of one of the best talents on TV. Yeah, I don't know, man. What else happened on SmackDown? Anything else intriguing? Uh, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, and Bailey again. I mean, the stuff the stuff with the revival in Orton was really good this week. I'll say this though, um, I know you're not the biggest Charlotte fan, um, but she made a point. And the promo, I don't think you watched it that because it's Tuesday. We had to record I fast forward Charlotte promo. We had, I know we had to record early this week because uh, weddings and stuff. But um, Charlotte made a point to Bailey in that promo in the, the moment of bliss, and I love Alexa Bliss. She's great. Her little hero promo before was good. But anyways, never says a bad word. Yeah, but that's not the point. I was going to, but just a quick shout to Alexa Bliss. Um, she made a point which I think fans can agree with, where she's like Bailey. Ever since he's been champion, nobody cares about the championship. Nobody's talking about Bailey and Ember Moon at SummerSlam. Everyone's talking about Charlotte and Trish. Da 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 da. da. I'm gonna take the title back and bring prestige. They trip. talked about Charlotte and Trish for a night and an afternoon after it was. No, over. no, for sure. But I'm saying more people will be talking about Charlotte and Trish, and they're gonna ever talk about Bailey and Ember. And we can both agree on that. Good way to bring that into the storyline. And I just thought that was a good way to bring that in because that's true. That's something people what, can relate to. To, to bury your champion? That's, yeah. That's, 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 well, that's she's real the heel. good. She's going to bury the champion to say, I want to be the Bailey's Bailey's meant nothing since the day she held that belt. And that's what you're going to do. That's how you're going to build their yeah. match by remind us how unimportant she is. That's Basically. not good. And I know Charlotte's not writing that because I don't think she could even write her own promo. Otherwise, she'd wow. just be yelling at us still. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good th- promo. That, that's a good way to make your champion seem and even less important. They made the champion seem like a sore loser because before she walked out, she's like, oh, and one more thing, she pushed Charlotte's chair and knocked Charlotte on the ground. I'm like, this is the role model for all the little girls out there? Is that, no, that if was someone's like, picking that was on like, you, that was like let's four, just push the chair? That was like chair? four or five years ago. Now she's just a women's wrestler on SmackDown. Yeah, but I don't know. I just thought this might be the one time you could say, like, you know what? That makes sense for a story, Charlotte's storyline that because it's something that the fans What's the storyline? The champion means nothing and I do? Yeah. What's the number one thing you hear every wrestler say when they're coming up? Don't bury your opponent. Otherwise, when you beat them, you're beating no one. She's beating no one. I don't like Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it'll like, stay unimportant because who's she going to challenge if nobody matters compared to her? And then Charlotte's going to become a 10-time women's champion. She's nope. catching up to her daddy. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't matter. She's a legend, dude. Okay. She's the go. She's the measuring stick. She's bringing prestige back to the title. Yeah, maybe like the elementary school measuring stick. So you needed two to get across the paper. <sighs> 
this guy does not like Charlotte. But anyways, I like Charlotte. I'm a Charlotte fan. I thought it was a good promo. I'm excited to see. I'm sure she's a great person, but you know what? No, I, I actually. My life's been better since I started fast forwarding every time she's on the I TV. I think, like, I'll agree about the yelling promos. We know that. But, like, I don't know. I, I think in the ring, like, she held, holds her hand. And I, I don't remember many valid Charlotte matches. Yeah. I mean, the one against Trish was good. It was the first time in a long time she actually hit but somebody with a big boot. also be the first time in a long time that you actually watched one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always watch the pay-per-view matches that she did. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't skip matches on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. That's um, how I notice her missing that big boot every I match. Think, I think SmackDown that's pretty much wraps it up, though. Raw, we skipped a bunch, but... Uh, oh, the one thing I want to talk about Raw and SmackDown, we'll talk about as a combined thing, then. Um, Kofi and Randy. It's a thing, right? It's still going on. That's uh, I said that revival, that revival Randy stuff's been good, man. It's They're good I, together. That's a good little crew, man. I love the snakeskin boots. Yeah, I love the. I loved Randy coming on Raw and them doing that 3D RKO. I, I love um, them coming on SmackDown, helping coming to Randy's aid. I like them as like a little crew. I don't know if it should be like a forever thing, but like I think the thing that's sometimes missing with wrestling is just having allies for the sake of having allies. Yeah, and it's just like okay. You can be friends, but you don't need to be involved in the same story. Yeah. You don't need to. And that's what they always just said about, like, like John Cena or other people, like, what? Like, the baby faces hate each other. They don't have any friends. They just get beat up by all the heels and no one saves them. Yeah. And, like, you can have friends and have allies. Like, and Seth I think Rollins that, getting beat up all the time or Dean Ambrose. Like, where are you, Roman? And I think they started doing that once. Like, I think it kind of started happening again with this whole Shane thing. Because when Shane had Elias, he had Drew, he had the Revival, you, too. You he don't had need allies. To be, you don't need to be interacting all the time. But have yeah. it in people's mind and have it part of... The WWE world that oh they're friends yeah. or they get along and that's great because that's been missing for a while mm-hmm. and, and I think until the Shane thing now we're seeing it with the revival and Randy the like, revival well, may never friends. interact for maybe the next six or seven months with Andy Orton again but yeah. now we know hey that's always a possibility and if yeah. it does happen it makes sense because we know there's that connection now. and you can still have a thing where they turn on him because even with the minor and it just doesn't make sense you're always in the same backstage you're always going to the same cities you're always on the same show how is it that you're not really like friends with anyone yeah it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean, and I, I like it. I like them together. They look cool together, the three of them. Yeah. The old school guys, and the Randy one's one of those guys too. He's not doing flips. He's mm-hmm. just fists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Straight up. He's he fits in with them. He's he's down with them auto. Top uh, guys. Yeah, they're, the top, guys, the top, top guys. All three of them, top guys. Yeah. Um, and the, like I said, and that's the thing. Like, uh, obviously, I wasn't alive in the day, but I've gone back and I've watched those old World Championship Wrestling episodes, those old NWO episodes, and like, the Horsemen weren't always involved in each other's feuds. If anything. They all always helped Flair, but Oli did his, Oli and Arn did their own thing. Tully did his own thing, and when the going got tough, they worked together. But they did their own separate things, their own separate storylines, and just to save time on TV, they all came together to cut a promo. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's like in real life, you have friends, but you're not living with them or seeing them all the time or doing everything with them. But they're your friends. Yeah, and that's kind of if I if if I'm right, and I could be wrong, but if history if the his, the history is right coming from me. Like, the four horsemen came together because all four of those guys had to do promos, and they kind of just all came in together. And someone, like, I think Arn Anderson said, well, like, the four horsemen of Apocalypse, and they're like, oh, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of how the formation of them came. Cause I think, too, it was a little big, too, when they were uh, going up against Dusty, trying yeah, to bring, Dust, the story trying bring down Dusty. Yeah, because the storylines are intertwining, and then they had these four guys do a promo together to cut all their things, and they, that's how that, like, became a thing. And then they started... You started seeing them do things together. Yeah. Not all the time, but you did. And that's kind of where you could go with Randy and, and, and uh, the revival. Like, we don't need and to see And that's why them. I don't understand why we don't see more interaction or at least, you know, something like that with Roman and the Usos. Yeah. That's like, built in. Like, they don't have to be together. But see, that's a cool thing because we know, but that's more family. But we know, like, if they're going to the top and there's three guys pounding on Roman, the Usos are probably going to be there to be like, we're out here, you know? We've mm-hmm. seen it in recent history, like that SmackDown with the big smudge that led to nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. The Usos came to Roman's aid. And it's cool that you have that. 
But that's more family. It's cool that like the revival around you and we probably would never have thought they were friends, but now it's like, oh, he's got these guys in his back. Old pocket. school guys, and I mean, obviously this doesn't come into play, but for somebody who falls along everything, right? Yeah. You know, Randy's always on Twitter making fun of people that do flippity dippity. Exactly. Like that's that, what I said. Right? He's an old school guy too. Yeah. That's what I mean. He he is one of those guys that less is more. You don't need to do all that. If you can't get over without doing all that, then you're not really over. Like, that's his philosophy, which is an old school philosophy. Like, if you have to do all of that to get over, are you really over? Or are you just, you know, catering to the fans? No, but you, you, I think especially in today's age, you got to do a lot of that stuff to get over, but you don't need to keep doing it to stay over. No, for sure. I'm trying to see if there's anything else we missed. Uh, no, man. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Owen's trying to get rid of his big fine from Shane McMahon, so I guess they're continuing that feud. His buzz is dying down big time. Because yeah, they keep him with Shane. He should be moving forward. After what happened at SummerSlam, like, that angle should have been done. And the fact that it's still happening was still with that angle, and I don't know. Have Randy beat Kofi, and then have Kevin beat Orton, and then go on from there. Okay, let's do a quick thing before we wrap this up, because I still think the most exciting thing is this whole Wednesday Night Wars thing. Um, if you were able, and we'll go back and forth, uh, and this is never going to happen. I don't even know where this is going. They're two separate shows, right? This is NXT and that's AEW. Yeah. You get four matches. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW guys versus NXT guys against each other in the match. If this was like some sort of Wednesday night super show that's never going to happen, invasion angle, what would your four matches be? Uh, Young Bucks and Usos. No, NXT though, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and NXT? Yeah, NXT versus AEW. Oh. Like uh, For me, uh, if that was the case, I'd say the Young Bucks versus... Uh, Roderick Strong, I mean, uh, the Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Like Adam one. Cole and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that one. So tell me your four and I'll give you my four. Who would Gorgana go up against? Can I, I'll do my four first. Cause I oh, think you already he, thought this through. That's not even No, I didn't th- think it through. I just, I'm quick on what I'd want to see because I, I thought about, I guess I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, you just admitted it after you lied about no, it. No, I didn't think it through like fully. Like I already know one. Like because you said, like I would definitely go Omega Gargano. No. I would. No. I would. I don't need to see a ballet match. <laughs> a ballet match? That's all it would be. I'm down to see Gargano and, Al, uh, and or Gargano and Omega. I would do the Bucks versus... Um, Undisputed? I think i do like the Bucks and Jericho versus Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish in the three-on-three match. It'd just be entertaining. Um, and then I would put someone like Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Up against a MJF, just because I think that would also be hilarious in the ring, like storytelling wise and stuff, like um, in the promo. MJF and Gargano would be a good one then. That would be a good one. And then last but not least, I think, I guess I would do, I'm trying to think of the top guys there. I'm like, this is Janela. Champa and Cody. I would do, oh, I guess I didn't really use Cody. Oh, and I'm probably not going to, I wasn't going to use Champa either. But Champa's, oh, Champa versus John Moxley, because we never saw it. Just have him have a street fight. Da, 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 da. So there you go. I do Omega Gargano, Jericho in the box versus three members of the Undisputed Era. I do Velveteen and MJF, and I do uh, Champa, Champa versus um, Moxley. I think Moxley Gargano would be good. That'd be killer too, but I do Moxley and Champa. Uh, the only guys I guess I left off the card like, that I'd, I'd want to use, I'd, I'd want to use Cody. and I'd Jericho and Adam Cole. Yeah, so let's see. What's your four? If you guys do your four. I don't know, man. I think I've just been listing off a bunch of them. I don't know if there's a set four. No, but if you had to just pick four, like you had to book this card and send this in and be like, this is what we should do. Yeah. I'd probably go Jericho Gargano. I'd go 
Undisputed versus Young Bucks. Kenny Omega and Velveteen Dream. How many yeah. is that at? That's kill us three. That's a good one yeah. too. And then I'd have to get Moxie in there just because Moxie's, Moxie's been fun. I don't know who I would have him uh, go up against though. That's a tough one. If I got a fifth, now that I put it together, if I got a fifth match, I would probably do Rhodes versus Riddle. I don't know why. Because yeah. those top guys that I didn't use. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Rhodes versus Riddle. Velveteen versus MJF. Young Bucks and Jericho versus uh, the Undisputed Era, three of them, minus Roderick Strong. And then uh, Moxley versus um, Ciampa. Yeah. I think that'd be solid. Yeah, even do like. Or, um, or Pentagon and Phoenix signed AAW. Are they fully AEW guys? I think so. If that was the case. Because that'd be a good one against them against Undisputed. Oh, no, for sure. Let's just give us Undisputed against all of them in every different variation you could think of. <sighs> there, I'm sold. Yeah. Give me Kyle O'Reilly versus everybody. Kyle O'Reilly's the man. Yeah. And Bobby Fish. I'll never forget that War Games episode when Bobby Fish came out of the cage and he's like, I got it, boys. And I'm like, yo, this guy's the man. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, regardless, the Undisputed Era, doing their own things, but you know they're friends. And you know they got each other's back. And Seems just, like it, and that's all that matters to me. And the club just needs a fourth person because it's a three-person thing. That's cool. And Ballard. They, a fourth person would just make it. They got to bring Ferg in there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't know. I think Raw was good. It was a solid episode week, uh, this week. You said that Vince didn't show up and something that, yeah, that I was a rumor. Uh, I obviously still got to watch the last little bit of SmackDown. I know what happened following along, but Raw was good this week. Buddy Murphy showed up again. Uh, the King Did we talk about Buddy and Roman? They talked again this week? We just talked about Buddy's match with Nick Bryan. We talked about Buddy and Roman last week. Oh, that yeah. was last week? That was last week. This was Bryan oh, what was this week then? What happened? On, what, did anything happen with Buddy on Raw then? Nothing wrong on SmackDown. You fought Daniel Bryan. You beat him. Clean. Wow. We literally just talked about that like 10 minutes ago. No, no. I'm talking about on uh, on Raw. No, I don't think you did anything No? Wrong. Roman fought Ziggler on Raw for some reason. For, like, oh, no that reason. was really good. It was good, but it was just like... Ziggler, Ziggler's promos are finally not annoying. Yeah, no, for sure. It was It just... It was a good match. You Roman's a fun guy to watch in the ring, and Ziggler's Honestly, a good wrestler. And, like, just, you, you got to give Ziggler props because... Typically, we'd be changing the channel on match or not caring, especially because Ziggler just loses to everyone. Yeah. But because of that promo... It was fun. No, it was. And it was a good match. I just I forgot about it, clearly, as you can tell. Now that we were thinking, yeah. about, I was trying to think of what Roman did. I was like, well, yeah, Ziggler. So that tells you a lot. It's honestly like, <laughs> it's, it's either it's either too long. It's so long and so much of the same stuff happens every week that if we're not talking about Raw the night it happens, yeah, it's hard. so much of it is just like, whew. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? I agree. Maybe the fourth guy. For it the, is getting a lot better, though. You know the club? They got beat up this week. Yeah, way yeah. less. They got beat up by Braun. Way less fast-forwardable. And they got a big guy they have to defend. They need they need a fourth big guy. They need the big show to come back. Yeah. They need the big show to be part of the club. The legend himself. <laughs> taking, a, taking a break remember, from his, taking a break from his ironclad Netflix you, contract. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you remember when they brought the big show back to be like the third person for the bar to like be their backup? Yeah. It was so short-lived. For like two days. When they're feuding the New Day. I miss How Sheamus. great was that? I, I do miss, miss Big Sheamus. Show. I miss Sheamus too. Yeah. I like Cesaro on his own, but I do miss some of the team. They were solid. Yeah. Seamus is a good guy. Go check out Celtic Warrior workouts if you guys haven't yet. Yo, that guy's shredded. He's jacked, dude. Shout out to Seamus. He's a great dude. Is his career done? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I hope not. Me neither. And if it is, or if it's about to be, then I hope he stays out of the ring. Health health comes first. Health yeah, health but as well. I hope that he does something, you know? Yeah. Does some stuff. Seems like, like a him. great guy. No, he's a great dude, man. Yeah. He's a, one of the most genuine people I've ever I just want to see what kind of hairstyle he has when he comes back. 
Yeah, I know he got rid of the Mohawk. He, if watch Celtic Warrior workouts, you can see his hairstyle, man. I'm not Everybody watching. I'm not Celtic. watching two Jack dudes workout on YouTube every time. Man? I got a lot of other things. So I was. I already watch half naked men wrestle in their underwear two <laughs> times a week. I don't need to go watch some workout on YouTube. I still. I still have a job in social yeah, obligations. I mean, if you guys are looking for workout styles or certain workouts, and want to see what your favorite wrestlers do when they work out, how they work out, see how guys, legends like Edge. Uh, and those guys work out to guys like um, Alistair Black and their workouts and Seth Rollins workouts check out Celtic Warrior workouts it's on YouTube it's Seamus' channel he works out he got bored of working out the story behind it is that he's working all the time but he got bored of his workout he wanted to try new he workouts he does some intense stuff so he wanted to try new workouts so then I see clips on Twitter he started going to his peers and people he knows and started doing their workouts with them to show how like if you get bored of doing the same workout with them there's other ways you can work out that you might enjoy more and your favorite wrestlers probably do, like Becky Lynch does this, or Seth Rollins does that. Doesn't he do, do your basic that. lifting dumbbells and those? Yeah, like they know. do different things, you know, and they, they do some of that basic stuff, but it's, you know, different, you know, ways and different, like, you know. How about Edge saying you can do another match tomorrow? Uh, that wasn't, that was great. Yeah. I was excited. I was listening to that on the way to work in the podcast, and I was just like, what? Yeah. Don't say that to me. I know, I got excited when he said that yeah, to me. Yeah, don't say that to me, man. Say if I could. Don't I tease us. He's not going to. He shouldn't. After what Shawn Michaels did, he shouldn't. <laughs> no, Edge would still be good. It's because of his I neck know. thing. I just, I, I black out that Shawn Michaels ever came back. He retired in 2010. That's all that. Really. I never watched that event. Never will. Good, don't, man. It's not yeah. worth the time. Anyways, I think we're good, man. Um, Another fun one in the bag. I hope you guys listen to sleep with some questions. Let us know what your thoughts are on this Wednesday Night Wars. Let us know what you think about Ron Smack and what we said. And if you guys agree, let me know if you think the Big Show should come back and join the club. Because um, I'm a Big Show guy. Like, as a matter if you want to watch Big Show's photo shoot on the network, great episode. The Giant, great guy. Um, yeah, man, I think that's about it. Shout out to Maestro Classic. Uh huh, man. Get your beard cured stuff from Maestro. Do it now. Do the thing. Protect your beard. Yeah. Still waiting on that care package. Ah, man. You get what you get and don't get what you want, but they're the cream of the crop. Beard care products, man. Uh Mm -hmm. Dig it. Maestro classic. And I think we're good, man. Anything else? Nah, man. Shows to the street profits. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. That's a wrap. Mm